Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. Today, Dr. Rhoda and I are celebrating the 60th episode here of podcasts. And as is our custom, every 10th episode, we have a guest presenter. And I am telling you, we both are really excited. We have just fantastic presenter here. Now, the topic is relationships. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on our guest speaker. Guest speaker is Professor Jim Holman. Okay, first of all, he has been in education for 42 years. He's taught and administrated uh, in the Midwest. Uh, on the West Coast. He, he started an English-speaking school in Eastern Europe, the Czech Republic, in 1991. I mean, the guy has been to Asia over 30 times, to Africa, and I think Dr. Rode and I would both agree, uh, probably when you look for people who really get and understand relationships and can powerfully impact others, I really don't think there's anybody else on campus. Oh, and by the way, he also is director of teacher ed here, School of Ed at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and also he is over the graduate side of teaching. The guy is crazy busy, and yet he just knows how to build authentic relationships. So glad you're here, Jim. I'm um, thrilled to have you here. And truly, when it comes to relationships, you know, there's just a time commitment, and your your schedule is so very, very full, but you always make time for relationships. So we just want to get some of your insights on relationships and why you think they're in so, so important, not only for teachers and students, but for parents and their children. And just a little overview on your thoughts when you think about relationships and the importance of building them. Well, as a teacher, um, I just don't think you're an effective teacher unless you know how to at least reach inside kids. You have to see them more than just an it, but they're a human being, right? And uh, they all have stories and they really are asking and want you to ask them what their stories are. And so that starts by making a relationship with them, I think, mm -hmm. and just being inquisitive about stuff, their life and what they do and where they're from and all those good things. I think that makes for good teaching. Yeah. And what about as a parent? Um, well, as uh, I mean, speaking as as a parent, either for you as a parent or as you've seen parents and children interact, oh, that role of relationships well, there. Well, again, in education, uh, we are not going to be successful if we don't have a positive relationship with parents because we're taking the most important individual they have given to us in our care and said, here, you can have them for the next seven hours or six hours. So we want to have them help us be an effective teacher to minister, to reach into the lives of those students that they've given to us. Absolutely. So if you're an educator, you, you probably get portions of this. It is so incredibly valuable to build relationships and parents certainly get it too. But <clears throat> my question, Jim, is how do we go about and build these so that they're really meaningful? Mm. You know, that's a great question because I think <clears throat> kids see through us if we're not sincere. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I've had students look at me and say, you really don't really want to know who I am, <clears throat> but I do. And so how do I show that? I do that by going to their events. I do that by, when I see them reading a book in school, tell me about that book. At recess, uh, standing alongside kids that you know maybe don't have a lot of friends, or at least appear that way, that you just want to engage with them and then try to help in the relationship to help them introduce to other students. I mean, it takes time and effort. It really does. But 
kids see through our, they, they can see th- that we're sincere mm-hmm. if we want to make those relationships with them, mm-hmm. without doubt. I've also seen you have <clears throat> some really difficult conversations with students and manage it in a very effective way to where you were probably had a stronger relationship after than before. What are your thoughts on when we have to speak the truth in love and it's difficult and challenging? Do you mind talking to that just a little bit? You know, Dr. Rhoda, I think that um, no one looks forward to having always to have these difficult discussions. But again, if you have relationships built with students, when the difficult discussions come, it's like with your own children. When you've had in a good relationship with your own child or your own children, and you have a relationship with your own students, when the difficult times come, you can. It's just easier to open the door to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, the door slams, and sometimes you have to go back and you have to say, "I'm not quite sure I understand what's going on. Help me." And uh, I always pray that when a difficult discussion has to be made, that God puts the right words in my mouth to make the student or to make my own child or any adult that I'm working with feel comfortable enough to open up and talk to me and understand that we're coming from the same place. Christ is at the middle of this. Jesus is at the middle. And that's how I want to be able to work with students and others. Beautiful. And, and, and those of us who are on campus, I mean, we, we, we meet so many undergrad students, graduate students, and they all I mean, they, they, they come back, they have a deep respect, Jim, for you, uh, for your ability to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. So then how do you sustain that? How do you keep that going? Do you, do you visit, uh, well, I know people email you that, that you know, have, have had you in, in class in the past, but sure. how, how, how do you sustain that relationship? I, you know, one of the things that I think that is such a simple thing is that you don't walk by students and not say good morning or hello. Um, I tell all of the education majors on this campus when I walk by and I say hello in the morning, I kind of expect you to say hello back to me. And usually if they don't, they usually have something on their mind. And it's not my job to go figure out what's wrong with you. My job is to just let them know I'm very much available for you at any time if you need to talk. But I think the simple gesture of saying good morning, hello, how are you doing as we're walking past each other on a busy day, just simply says he cares. And as teachers, we got to do that. Yeah. We have to be able to say we care enough to reach out to you at any time. So I've got another relationship question that I hadn't cued you on before, but um, the one of the special people in your life has been a guest on our show in the past, mm-hmm. Cindy Holman. Mm-hmm. And so you are both very active, involved, dedicated professionals who also just have this beautiful, solid marriage. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship, you know, as, as teachers, as parents, sustaining those personal relationships that are so va- very valuable that allow us to then have the professional relationships? Boy, Dr. Rhoda, you, um, that's a really great question. Um, so, yes, my wife and I have been very active in ministry for 40 plus years. And um, I give God all the praise because without a spouse, a godly spouse, who gets me, sometimes I don't get myself. (laughs) And sometimes she's my reality stick that has to say, do you realize how you just came across? And I I think that God um, brings people together that need to be together. And, And in this case, Cindy's that person in my life. And I thank God for that because she really does help me understand 
the importance of the ministry that we're both in for many years and how to treat people. And I can't say that I do it all perfectly when I'm with my own family and my own spouse. I wish I would be as, she often will remind me, I wish you'd be as patient with us as sometimes you are with others. <laughs> and, and, that's a, and that's a good reminder, yeah. right? It is. Absolutely. Sure, for sure. There again, that honesty, that vulnerability, yeah. that, mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. So, Jim, have you ever been in a situation where the individual you were working with in school, outside of school, but it just was really challenging to build a relationship? I mean, can you build a, a professional relationship with, with everybody or are there limits to it? Well, again, I'm being perfectly honest. I would like to think I could with everyone. That's my goal. But I have had bumps with people, and I know that there have been some who have been not at all wanting to have this relationship. And so at times when that happens, which I think has been few and far between for me, because I try to really work hard at this, I have to pray, I have to give it to God and let God then solve this or to to help me develop it or help that individual in their struggle, because I'm not the person to do it at this point. That's a really wise insight. You know, different people come into our lives at different times, and mm-hmm. sometimes we think we're the person, and we're not necessarily the person. It's just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, transition into someone else that can yep. help them. So, excellent point. What about people don't necessarily change over time, but times change, mm-hmm. and culture changes, and uh, just are there, what are your keys right now? What are the challenges to building relationships with young people right now, just with culture and what's going on, and yeah. what, do you, what do you think is really vital and important? Well, I'm going to speak only to the you know, higher ed students that, that I see and that I have a relationship with. As I think first in college, um, some of them are really bound to their technology and technology. That's how they feel they make relationships. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind ed majors that in the profession you're about to go into and you're studying is all about human beings people with real blood running through their veins who have ups and downs. It's not a machine, it's not a phone. So I try to remind them that you have to start working today to put that maybe phone down and learn how to continue to hone in on your skills Mm -hmm. of making relationships, how to open the door when you sense something's not quite right with a student or even with a colleague, Mm -hmm. to open the door and kind of get them to talk to you if you can, not pry, but to feel comfortable enough to talk to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's changed. I mean, in my 40 plus years of teaching, I mean, there were no things, as, uh, there was nothing like a, a computer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was just a lot of people sitting around and learning to talk to one another. What, what's always amazing to me is uh, Professor Roman's door is always open. Mm-hmm. And so here in this day and age where texts and everything else I still don't know how he does it, but if you want to talk with him, he always somehow works it in and you genuinely feel, at least the students' comments, mm-hmm. genuinely feel like all the intention in the moment that that, that the focus is, is on the student. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead for, for educators and, and parents, if there would be like five key takeaways for us to consider with relationships. Um, with students. With, with students, sure. Sure. Well, I, uh, I always think everybody comes with stories. And sometimes they're wanting you to just simply, as a teacher, to ask me about those stories. I think that's important. So 
be inquisitive about your students and want to know them because by doing that, they are going to think you're pretty cool. Hey, you want to know more about me and where I come from. Number two, always greet your students when they come in in the morning. I, that's a simple thing. Say their name. It, it recognizes and acknowledges that I've taken the time to know your name and maybe will open them up to tell me something that happened overnight since the last time. Number three for me would be, I know we're busy, but try as best as you can with the free time you do have to attend events where they're participating, whether it's athletics or drama, uh, singing in church, whatever it happens to be, try to get out and see them participating in something. And, and then they can come back and you can talk to them and say, hey, I saw you play your game on Saturday or whatever. And that goes a long ways with kids. And I would say number four, the one that I think is, uh, to me, really, really important is just look at kids in their eyes because they communicate oftentimes if they're not looking at you, you can't always judge them. But I think sometimes when you're just looking at them in their face and if they tend to glance away, uh, there maybe there's something going on. And I, I'm not a person that wants to go up and say, what's going on in your life? You don't seem to want to look at me when I'm talking to you. Not at all. But the point is just dialogue with them, Con continually look at them and and make them feel welcome that I'm always available for you, as I, I hope that you feel that way about. I mean, those are some of the four of the best things that I do. I try to, at least. I'm not saying I'm the expert on I'm not. Because when I get busy, I, too, walk by students quickly. I've got a single-purpose intent of getting something done, and I've offended folks. But, um, and most importantly, what most importantly, I think, is just to find out about their family and their background. You know, the things that are important to them. You know, mom, dad, brothers and sisters, where they're from. All those things all play into help building a relationship. Thanks, Jim. But I'm just taking this all in and just great reminders. And uh, just really thank you from both of us for taking time out of your crazy schedule uh, to be here. Such value. And I guarantee you, if you ever have a chance to stop on campus and you do, uh, look up where Professor Holman's office is. He will be there, and you can simply knock, and he will have a genuine, authentic conversation. And, and just really, really thanks for being here. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for your time, Jim. Continue Thank blessings. You. Thank you. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode on relationships. Takeaway number one, very, very practical. Everybody has a story. Be an active listener, be inquisitive, take the time to listen to that person's story. Number two, greet your students and use their names. Uh, number three, try to attend events. We, we get the realities of this world, but showing interest outside of the classroom is so, so very important. And number four, one of the cues to look for when you're talking is uh, look at the person's face, look at their eyes, and uh, oftentimes those can give you indicators on you know what your next step should be. And number five, take the time not only to know the student, but take the time to get to know the family as well. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.